0: letter nine of red gauntlet by sir walter scott this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by dion gines salt lake city utah letter nine alexander fairford w s to mr darcy latimer dear mr darcy having been your factor loco tutoris or rather i ought to say in correctness since i acted without warrant from the court your negotiorum gestor, that connection occasions my present writing and although having rendered an account of my intromissions which have been regularly approved of not only by yourself whom i could not prevail upon to look at more than the docket and sum total but also by the worthy mr samuel griffiths of london being the hand through whom the remittances were made i may in some sense be considered as to you functus officio yet to speak facetiously i trust you will not hold me accountable as a vicious intromitter. should i still consider myself as occasionally interested in your welfare my motives for writing at this time are twofold i have met with a mr harries of burnsworth a gentleman of very ancient descent but who hath in time past been in difficulties nor do i know if his affairs are yet well read burnsworth says that he believes he was very familiar with your father whom he states to have been called ralph latimer of langcote hall in westmoreland and he mentioned family affairs which it may be of the highest importance to you to be acquainted with but as he seemed to decline communicating them to me i could not civilly urge him there thus much i know that mr harrys had his own share in the late desperate and unhappy matter of seventeen forty five and was in trouble about it although that is probably now over moreover although he did not profess the popish religion openly he had an eye that way and both of these are reasons why i have hesitated to recommend him to a youth who maybe hath not altogether so well founded his opinions concerning kirk and state that they might not be changed by some sudden wind of doctrine for i have observed ye master darcy to be rather tinctured with the old leaven of prelacy this under your leave and although god forbid that you should be in any manner disaffected to the protestant hanoverian line yet ye have ever loved to hear the blind blazing stories which the highland gentlemen tell of those troublous times which if it were their will they had better pretermit, as tending rather to shame than to honor it is come to me also by a sidewind as i may say that you have been neighboring more than was needful among some of the pestilent sect of quakers a people who own neither priest nor king nor civil magistrate nor the fabric of our law and will not depone either in civilibus or Criminalibus, be the loss to the lieges what it may anent which heresies it were good ye read the snake in the grass or the foot out of the snare being both well-approved tracts touching these doctrines now mr darcy ye are to judge for yourself whether ye can safely to your soul's wheel remain longer among these papists and quakers these defections on the right hand and failings away on the left and truly if you can confidently resist these evil examples of doctrine i think ye may as well tarry in the bounds where ye are until you see mr harrys of burnsworth who does assuredly know more of your matters than i thought had been communicated to any man in scotland i would fain have precognosed him myself on these affairs but found him unwilling to speak out as i have partly intimated before to call a new cause i have the pleasure to tell you that allan has passed his private scots law examinations with good approbation a great relief to my mind especially as worthy mr pest told me in my ear there was no fear of the callant as he familiarly called him which gives me great heart his public trials which are nothing in comparison save a mere form are to take place by order of the honourable dean of faculty on wednesday first and on friday he puts on the gown and gives a bit chack of dinner to his friends and acquaintances as is you know the custom your company will be wished for there master darcy by more than him which i regret to think is impossible to have as well by your engagements as that our cousin peter Fairford, comes from the west on purpose and we have no place to offer him but your chamber in the wall and to be plain with you after my use and want master darcy it may be as well that allan and you do not meet till he is hefted as it were to his new calling you are a pleasant gentleman and full of daffing which may well become you as you have enough as i understand to uphold your merry humour if you regard the matter wisely you would perchance consider that a man of substance should have a douse and staid demeanour yet you are so far from growing grave and considerate with the increase of your annual income that the richer you become the merrier i think you grow but this must be at your own pleasure so far as you are concerned allan however overpassing my small savings has the world to win and looping and laughing as you and he were wont to do would soon make the powder flee out of his wig and the pants out of his pocket nevertheless i trust you will meet when you return from your rambles for there is a time as the wise man saith for gathering and a time for casting away it is always the part of a man of sense to take the gathering time first i remain dear sir your well-wishing friend and obedient to command alexander Fairford p s Allen's thesis is upon the title de periculo et commodo re vendite and is a very pretty piece of latinity ross house in our neighborhood is nearly finished and is thought to excel duff house in End of letter nine